Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Ladies and gentlemen, next week I am going to be performing a work in progress show in the Workman's Club in Dublin. I will be performing on the 7th and 8th of May, and this is a work in progress show for my upcoming adventure to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. That's right. I'm going to be making the trip to Edinburgh Fringe Festival, where I will be performing for the first time. Uh, I'll be announcing details for Edinburgh soon, but in the meantime, you can buy tickets to my work in progress show online, www.theworkmansclub.com forward slash events, where you can also catch performances from Joanne McNally, Julie J. Fred Cook, Chris Kent, Garod Farley, and the legend that is Neil Delamere. Tickets are a bargain. These are amazing lineups. There's only five euro to go see these work in progress shows. There'll be a few of us on the bill for each performance, so get those tickets while you can. Today's guest, I'm really excited to introduce to you. In 2006, when she went on a study year to Barcelona and partied the year away, she drank and smoked a good time, only to return to her home city of Lisbon and realise that she was not happy with her health. Curious to explore a different way of living, she found that food offered her a new lease of life. Years followed of working long hours in restaurants and saving until one day she had enough money to move to London and follow her dream to study nutrition in the world-famous college of naturopathic medicine. During her study, she got pregnant and managed to have a baby and complete her diploma while maintaining full-time work. Today, she practices her work with clients all over the globe, finding ways to help people to heal their own bodies through the food that they eat. She's a mother, a cook, a nutritionist, and you can follow her work on www.inestorres.com where you can book your own free consultation or on Instagram at Inez Torres Nutrition. But I don't have to do any of that because I live with her. She's also my better half. This is Inez Torres. You could change your guilty Darling, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. <laughs> it's um, for for a start. Let's just explain to everybody why we are speaking in hushed tones, and it is clearly because our daughter was. We thought I thought she woke up there. She didn't. Our daughter is in bed, <laughs> and this is literally the only time we're going to get to do this, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> we can't um, get a, a babysitter over for a podcast, but. Um, <laughs> 
Um, but at any point, there's a weird break in the show. That's because we're off dealing with crying. But anyway, um, how are you? I'm good. Thank how you so much. How was your day today? It was good, good. As busy as always. Busy um, day. Yeah. Very well behaved daughter we had today. Yeah, we did. She's By the early morning she's incident. That was good. <laughs> By the what? The early morning incident. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, no. Uh, are you? T- how, how does it feel like? Because at the moment we can we can disclose well you're, you 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 help out minding other kids as well as your own and this is your first baby how how do you find that at the moment? Uh, super challenging, but it's great fun. Like you learn a lot with kids, so it's just a great experience, and I'm very grateful for both for being a mom for the first time and to have the chance to work with other kids uh, also. So it's amazing you are very good at it you are oh, thank you a magician much. at it <laughs> I, don't I don't know have, about that <laughs> well i don't have the patience for them you know <laughs> no you are uh, let's start off with explaining how to pronounce your name because god bless you you get called all sorts in ireland <laughs> don't you Inez, for those of you who don't know is from portugal and how the correct pronunciation of your name is Inez. Inez, not Inez. Not M, <laughs> Inez with a Z, or <laughs> all the other ones that you get, or Inez. This is another one you seem to get. It's a Portuguese name, isn't it? Yeah, it's a Portuguese name. Um, also Spanish. They use it a lot in Spain. Uh, the pronunciation is Inez. Like the the, the the S has the sound of sh. So I N E S. Yeah, exactly. And S and is it the S at the at the end of every Portuguese word that is pronounced sh? Yeah, yeah, it I is. So. It's usually the plural, not in a name, obviously. Okay. But you, if you want to to use a put a word in a plural, you put the s in the end. And in actual fact, when we first started going out all those years ago, in London, I knew you as not Inej as Maria. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. So in London, when I understood that it was too hard for people to <laughs> say my name or to even understand, I needed to repeat myself thousands of times i would just say that i'm maria and actually i am maria i'm maria inish but uh, maria it's easy for everybody and uh, i remember when i was working in a restaurant um for the first few months people would call me maria and i, I wouldn't respond because i wasn't used to it in portugal most of people are maria but and as a first name and they always have a second name so and, you're, uh, just to explain to people, you're like even everyone, all the girls in your family are Maria. Exactly. Maria something. Exactly. Yeah. And so we are called by the second name, otherwise we'd be just confusing. Um, so yeah, it's... Here's uh, what's confusing, Inej, is that like, I, well, I know all the women are called Maria something. You've got about five Marianas, haven't you? <laughs> Marianas, <laughs> Mariana, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Mariana with the baby. Marina with the... They all have babies. <laughs> yeah, I actually Mariana have a lot of Mariana friends. You've got four or five or something like that. Yeah, but that's it's, um, true. And they're all yeah. good friends, so I'm always talking with them. Mariana, Mariana, that's what I <laughs> You're like, which one is that one? The weird... Well, not weird, but the, the unusual thing as well is that the men can be called Maria as well, and and are. Yes, that's true. Uh, you have, but uh, on that on that sense, it's it's men like Maria. It's the second name for men, so they are, for example, Francisco Maria, Manuel Maria, João Maria, um, and it's just I think it's because it's a Catholic country, and they like Maria is the name of Mother of Jesus, and that's it. It's like it's a tradition. Yeah. It's very religious in Portugal, isn't it? Yeah, not as not much as in here, I think. Oh, really? I think, I think, yeah, I think he was more strict, maybe, and more. Well, well yeah, I mean, now I wouldn't say Ireland is that religious, but yeah. but I think the 
the interesting thing that we've talked about a few times is the history of um the history of religion in this country is connected to a lot more oppression mm-hmm. than what it is in Portugal. Yeah, but so we had a dictatorship, so that's true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That, that that ended before you were born, didn't? Did it or did? Yeah, yeah, my mom was still little when that happened. Well, she was in high school or something like that. So, um, yeah, I wasn't born yet. That's right. The revolution with the flowers. The the whole. The dictatorship ended when people went out in the street throwing yeah. flowers all over the place. Yeah, on all the, the on the, the the cars, like the war cars, the tanks, and all that kind of stuff. Right. But they were just throwing flowers, <clears throat> red flowers. Uh, that's how peaceful we are. We've never been to a war. Thank peaceful God. or lazy, you know. Which is no, <laughs> no, because they be still, because they still. I don't know because they still went out. You know, like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. They got the trouble to get all the flowers to be throwing flowers at everybody. And they celebrate, what's that day called? The 25th of April, the 25th of April. And that, yeah, so you celebrated that the other day. So what did you, what did you I do? I didn't celebrate well, that. Well, sorry, but my <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Was I supposed to buy flowers? Is that what you do? Uh, no, 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 no. All right, no. okay, well. So what, so, <laughs> so what do you do, though, at home, traditionally? Uh, we don't do anything. All right. As, uh, some people, like the people that contribute to the revolution or that f- from that, those families, okay. they would celebrate. Okay. But my family doesn't really celebrate that. Okay. Very good. Um, the reason that we have you on is I wanted to have you on for a while because I didn't really know a lot about nutrition until I met you. <laughs> <laughs> we met in, uh, in London uh, years back and Ines was in London studying to be a naturopathic nutritionist which is a good place to start what is the difference between a nutritionist and a naturopathic nutritionist well i can tell you what is a naturopathic nutritionist Uh, it is um, we see the person as a whole and we go to the root cause of the problems with that person so we don't we don't deal with people just to uh, to lose weight <clears throat> or to gain more muscle or just the normal things that you w- usually would go to a nutritionist. People come to us with actual health problems and we are actually able to help them um, all through uh, food. But we also look at into the lifestyle of the person. Everything that we do, the whole plan, it's uh, regards the... It, it it considers the the person's lifestyle, their their hobbies... They're, if they are on a budget, if they have time to cook, if they like to cook, which kind of foods do they like, what do they don't like at all. So it's not imposing those kind of diets that you need to go for those specific ingredients on a Monday morning. <laughs> like on yeah. a Monday morning, maybe you're not in the mood to eat any of that, you know. So <laughs> um, so it's a little bit, uh, it's very, it's an individual approach and uh, everybody's different and everybody has different uh, and different nutrition um, nutritional needs nutritional needs exactly so for example like a paleo diet or a Atkins diet or whatever like that there are specific styles of diets but the argument on the naturopathic side of things would surely be that one diet can't suit everybody because exactly. we're all different. Exactly. Okay. They might suit a few people, but not everybody. And I don't really believe in the term of diet, those kind of, because it's not it's not sustainable. You're not going to be on those kind of diets forever mm. uh, because they, they, they depends on different factors. But usually I would like, I like to call them 
a lifestyle a change you know like you just change and you just you just learn how to eat properly according accordingly to your needs mm. and you just start living that way without the pressure that you be you are on a diet to get to a target you know mm. because once you're healthy uh, your body will respond and it will be like the, your weight will adjust to your height and to your needs to if you're if you're an active person if you're not an, so active so everything it's it's in, we have that in consideration when you talk about the root problem with people, like give us some examples of what a root problem might be with a client. So, for example, people with respiratory problems or if they're constantly sick, you go and look into what's causing those those symptoms. So conventional medicine, for example, if you go to the doctor, they look into, oh, you, you have a fever, you have a headache, just take a pill to... Mm. They just deal with symptoms. That happened to us the other day, didn't it? I, like, I suppose we're not going to get in trouble at Grant. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but with, with our daughter, who had was going through a lot of pain over the weekend and like screaming and banging her head it was really difficult and it looked like a bad ear infection upon which she was looked at by a doctor and the doctor said yes her ears are inflamed but there's no infection here's a load of antibiotics to give her (laughs) and subsequently we found out it was a tooth coming out at the back yeah so i'm quite like anti-antibiotics i only take (laughs) them (laughs) no but surely that's a t-shirt we need to get that made No, but like if you need them, they actually work. But I think they are they are overprescribed these days, mm. and uh, and you need to pay attention when when it comes, especially to children. So uh, when I came home, uh, I got the prescription. I was like, I'm not going to give her antibiotics straight away. Like there's no sign of infection. There's inflammation there, and what is causing this inflammation? So let's see. So I was playing with her, and I tried to open her mouth, and I saw a tooth, a massive tooth coming out. And one of the back ones, because she has most of her teeth, but yeah, one of the back ones. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, okay, probably this is what's causing inflammation. So I got some homeopathic remedies, and actually it worked wonders. Yeah, she's been, fine, she's been she? fine. I actually wanted to go back to the doctor just to check her ears, but she's she hasn't been touching them or anything. So no. I would say that that's gone. Mm. And I'm really glad that I didn't... God, because when it's with your child, you get afraid and you're just mm. like, oh my God, maybe I'm doing the wrong choice here. And and, and can you explain <coughs> also what's because I mean, I, I, I would personally be a bit ignorant of these types of things, but antibiotics are there to kill bad stuff when you have bad stuff in your system. Yeah. It's t- such a technical so. <laughs> term. <laughs> to kill the bad stuff, but to kill bad bacteria, bacteria or yeah. virus. No, or bacteria, n- only bacteria. bacteria. Okay. So, but the downside of that is that it'll kill good bacteria as well, isn't it? Exactly. So, antibiotic, it's antibio, anti life. So, it kills everything, basically. It will kill. So, it, it, it will kill your immune system, uh, right. like speaking in a very raw way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, that's it. it. But it kills it, off the good bacteria in exactly. your gut that create your immune system. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, it will do that. So, that's dangerous because some people uh, will often come back to come to me saying like I was just on a big course of antibiotics and now I'm getting this urinary infection, diarrhea, loads of other health problems. Really? Yeah. And it's usually because like, yes, it will kill the bad bacteria, especially uh, sometimes antibiotics are prescribed without knowing exactly like the 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 big spectrum so they don't know exactly which bacteria they're they're fighting like not antibiotics but the doctors when they prescribed so you're taking antibiotics for giving a general exactly like a general antibiotic that can kill whatever (laughs) so that's even worse because then your immune system goes really low and it's hard to 
to keep it up again and people are just getting sicker and sicker and sicker so what is the immune system <laughs> whoa what a question <laughs> sorry uh, everyone's going to just google it see if <laughs> immune system well, well i mean from from well i suppose where is it because when, when you talk in terms of the immune system we kind of know that that's what you know keeps you healthy it's your it's your um, what do you call it? It's your force, isn't it? It keeps your body in, into talking Star Wars terms. Uh, it's no, is it not? It's like um, the yeah, like the immune system is basically what keeps you to be to be keeps you to be a way of disease and just fights the disease. And but in recent times, it's generally considered to be located in your gut, isn't it? So it's formed in your gut. Right. Part of it, it's formed in your gut. Okay. Uh, you have the your microbiome, which is uh, like all the little bacteria that I'm, I'm saying this in a very basic language so everybody can understand I'm not going to go into detail <laughs> so and I'm not going to be very technical <laughs> like, stop using fucking Star Wars analogies for the immune system <laughs> um, but yeah yeah it's it's mainly formed in your gut so it's super important um, and it's get it gets depleted very quickly with stress with um, with stress and with with uh, <laughs> <laughs> it gets depleted so, with stress um and and with loads with bad diets and um with the, all the emotional part of as well like your emotions are um have a big a big responsible uh, response uh, no, responsibility sorry okay. <laughs> i'm a bit tired and my english is not helping so, <laughs> um so, so uh, the emotions are connected to the gut Yes, they are. Hence the term, I have a gut feeling about blah, blah, blah. Exactly. That's ah. a very, yeah. And when you, for example, if you're excited, if you're nervous and you feel the butterflies in your gut. That's right. On our first date. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, my immune system is fluttering. <laughs> <laughs> Not your immune system, your, I don't know, your emotions. Yeah, sorry. My emotions. And the, yeah. It, it, again, another cliche, uh, you are what you eat and all that kind of stuff. But if you are eating bad stuff, you put it into your gut, that does literally make your emotions feel bad, doesn't it? Uh, no. It's not, it's, not, it's not how it works that okay. way. But, but if you eat bad, um, all the sugar and all that kind of stuff, usually what's, what's happening, it, you're gonna feel, you can feel depressed is with the blood sugar levels. That's the main right. thing that plays a role in your emotions. Right. So it's not really about what's it's going into your gut. Okay, um, but so then it's the digestion of it, is it? And then the sugars peak and trough and all that kind of stuff, and that gives you ups and downs, is it? Yeah, so it's it has to do with insulin, and it has to do with the with the it has to do with insulin and and how your body absorbs all the sugars in 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 the food and how it works with the like the times that you eat. If you eat often, what are you eating? If it's low uh, or or high sugar food content food. So all that plays a role in your blood sugar levels, like the blood that goes in, the sugar that goes into your blood. Mm. And that plays a role, like, because it can set up, like, these peaks of insulin in your body. And that's just going to uh, cause probably cravings if you have, like, if you go high, re up really high. It's that 10 p.m. sugar slump <laughs> that we get. 
yeah. and we need to make that run to 24 hour center for some chocolate isn't <laughs> you do <laughs> okay okay that's enough of that <laughs> so back to back to the root causes of the 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 naturopathic i suppose back to you were saying to me before that like where nutrition started for you when you kind of started getting introduced to it or started trying it out was actually when you went away to barcelona for a year no, that was after that. Oh, sorry, but after that, yeah. Yeah. So, and and it wasn't even I wasn't even looking to be healthy. I was just looking to be skinnier. That's when, like, you, I actually I can say that I was very lucky as a teenager because I wasn't going through that panicky thing that I needed to be thinner and all all sorts of things that teenagers these days are having those kind of problems. I was actually quite healthy in terms of mentality okay um but then i went to barcelona and it was a hell of a year like it was just partying all the time loads of alcohol loads of junk food not sleeping properly smoking yeah exactly so all that kind of stuff didn't help and i came back as like i was super swollen i was big was, oh disgusting <laughs> and then when i came back actually i started to look into diets and i did all sorts of crazy diets and i saw that they didn't work like what kind of stuff oh all sorts of stuff like just for a week or two just drink this syrup thing diluted in water it was disgusting yeah. with some lemon and some and you don't uh, eat anything no you don't eat anything you just drink 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 obviously you lose weight but it's because you're undernutrition because you're starving <laughs> exactly and i lost five kilos in a week or what's did you ever hear about? did you ever ever hear of a grape diet my dad did that once for two weeks he had nothing but grapes i don't know <laughs> there's all sorts of crazy diets out there and it's super dangerous i remember once i went to this uh, nutritionist slash dietist that my mom went uh, and she did a diet and my mom lost a lot of weight and when i went i was like oh my god that's working i went for myself and she gave me exactly the same diet and i was like uh my mom is starting her menopause and <laughs> i'm just uh, coming out of puberty so how does that work in terms of like nutritional needs how is my mom uh, how am i eating the same as my mom that doesn't make any sense right. so that's pretty pretty smart of you though at the time because if you think in terms of um being that young you kind of i don't know maybe just me you kind of just get you do what you're told a little I, bit well i did but i was questioning that i just right. did it because i knew that it was going to work but uh, but in the end, I was like, mm, that doesn't make much sense. Like there must be something that's not right, and uh, and then a few years later, uh, I met this this girl, and she became we became very good friends, and she was the one that inspired me, and opened up all this world uh, for me. It was just this awakening. <laughs> so how did, how did that relationship start? What was the? So basically, it started because I was doing all these crazy diets, and I was starting to get into sports as well. And That's right. uh, so this was very when I was young, like early twenties, I would say okay. maybe. Uh, so I used to go to the gym and just do the normal kind of stuff and running and, but, um, a friend of mine, uh, another friend of mine told me like, listen, there's this girl and I knew her from friends of friends. She is starting this group of just girls every Wednesday afternoon or evening. We can meet up and just do some exercises. And at that time, I think she was still studying in London, this course that years later I came to, to do. So, uh, I started to go to those trainings and they were they were super fun. It was just amazing because it's like all girls my age, I knew them all. We were all friends from high school or whatever. 
and uh, we were just like there for the laughs and it was just a great time to decompress from our jobs at that time or for whoever is finishing their courses and um and because she was studying nutrition she started to do she did a few boot camps and that she invited us to go to her house and she would cook for us like this kind of different way of eating in these new foods that i've never heard of it like quinoa and stuff like that <laughs> so i remember that the first time she invited us to go for lunch it was like a saturday and i completely showed up hangover from a friday night <laughs> and she said like okay so you're gonna you're gonna see the difference because when i when i used to be hangover i used to go to mcdonald's for example that's i think what most people kind of do or in and, ireland uh, it's a fry the yeah next morning. well and in portugal we don't have a fry so we <laughs> go to mcdonald's or uh, kfc or whatever and um and she said, like, you got to see the difference once you eat this kind of food and this lunch and how you're going to feel for the afternoon. Because, I don't know, most of you probably have this in, at some point in, their, in your lives, which after McDonald's and when you're hungover, just want to sit down in the couch, watch some shitty movie. And after a while, you're hungry again and you're just lethargic and you don't want to move and you don't feel well. And it's just, ugh, it's horrible. Kind of feeds the hangover a little bit. It is. Like, yeah. yeah, it's horrible because it's just sugar and all mm. that kind of stuff. So actually that afternoon after that lunch, which is super healthy, I, I like I was super energetic. I My hangover went like after I finished eating, I was like, oh my God, I don't feel anything. This is ma magic, you know, wow. like I was like, I was so surprised and that was great. Do you remember what you ate? Yeah, I remember she had a tomato soup with some feta cheese and then she had um, a curry with uh, quinoa and some vegetables. I think everything was vegetarian. Um, I don't remember all the details. She, I think she even had a, a, a dessert or something like that, but it was all healthy. Oh. And uh, and so it was amazing and it was good quality product. So I was like, okay, this is magic. I want to get into this. Like, what what is this? Um, and funnily enough, a few months after we ended up leaving together, and uh, we were training a lot at that time, just exercising, exercising, and we were just eating healthy. Oh my god, that was those years were great, and um, lots of energy, uh, feeling great. My body was looking great. Um, it was always really, really looks great, baby. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> um, but anyway so that's how I started she was my inspiration literally and we're still friends and uh, like and you've both got daughters that are like lit well yeah, very close very close well. yeah, yeah they have four months uh, apart right, yeah okay. and um and that's it. So I uh, and, and I where decided. Were you, where, where sorry? Where were you in your life at that time? Like when you say you were training and eating and all that kind of stuff. Were you working? Were you studying? Because this is before you've gone off into into your own study of, of nutrition. Yeah. So I was in Portugal and I was uh, working. I used to work. I did a lot of stuff <laughs> in terms of work. But at that time, I was doing some events production, and I was working in a company that they weren't paying me, <laughs> oh. and I was living with her. And at and I had some savings to go to London because I wanted to do the course and I was using those savings to pay that rent and those savings were finishing and I told her like listen I need to do something I, I need to quit this job because they're not paying me and it doesn't seem that they're gonna pay so uh, I, I need to look for something and she's like oh actually my brother is opening a restaurant so just check if he has any place for you so I, I've never worked in a restaurant before I didn't even know how to open a, a bottle of wine or how to uh, serve the beer <laughs> Uh, so anyway, I went there and I got the job because he was like telling me, 
or you're perfect for the job because you don't come he's with flirting with the image let's no be, <laughs> be silly no because he said like you don't have any any addictions to the work like any vicious not vicious but um like you don't know how to do anything so i can i can teach you from scratch oh so yeah so you, you yeah you hadn't picked up bad habits from other exactly, places exactly okay, okay. exactly so you don't know how to do anything i'm just going to tell you exactly how to do it and that was a massive school for me and it was great he was like he's my he's still my friend and it's like it was great to work for him. I really enjoyed that. So I was working in a restaurant, but I was working uh, like 14, 15 hours a day with only one day off on Mondays. Which you, you talk to me about that job a lot, which is crazy to be thinking that you worked those many hours and you loved it so much. That's true, because then I worked those many hours in London and I wasn't enjoying that yeah. much. <laughs> uh, but I did that job. I don't know. I, it really was great summer that I worked in that small restaurant and then eventually he opened a new restaurant and he put me in charge of that one uh, and we we got along great and I was working all those hours and <laughs> after that we would close the restaurant and they would bring the two one of the partners would bring all his friends so I was still like working slash not working because I was drinking with them <laughs> so I would still be up until 4am and the next day I needed to be at the restaurant early in the morning so that was just where were you fitting in training and all this well in the morning at actually at that time when it started to be too crazy in terms of hours I kind of stopped to slow down on my training but okay. usually I would train I would go for a run uh, like in the evenings uh, if I had a day off um, or if I would leave earlier which was never <laughs> and you were fit i know i know that purely because you went for I think your first run last week yeah since you had a baby so it's been three, three years, years since i stopped doing any and exercise you still went and ran went and ran 5k <laughs> easy well, peasy no it wasn't and easy she, peasy well, she came, <laughs> just so everyone else knows she came back and i was watching the football like a fatty on the couch and you came and came back in front of me did i don't know how many press-ups and sit-ups and all that i was like okay enough enough out, out of the way <laughs> making a show of me i'm sucking in my belly looking at you do you remember you remember you did a load of sit-ups when you were like seven months pregnant with a huge belly i remember <laughs> i remember that so you were really fit it was at the same time you were doing all you were doing crossfit as well and the crossfit came afterwards okay. so then the first restaurant was in this little village uh, near to lisbon in Cascais, and then i moved to the restaurant in lisbon and and over there actually i got a bit of more free time so i would just start in the afternoon so i would go to crossfit every morning every day of the week and uh, i was loving it because uh, because so i was in Cascais, and because of all those hours i decrease a little bit of the level of intensity of training mm -hmm. so and then when i moved to lisbon I was like okay i need to go back where i was what am i going to do now i'm like i'm not really in the mood to, for running blah blah so my cousin introduced me to crossfit i've never heard of it before it was kind of like just a thing in lisbon happening at that time super trendy and i was like okay let's give it a try and i absolutely loved it it was just like super addictive and it's just I was improving every single day and but I was also getting big like I was muscly and I was like mm, this is not a girl's body <laughs> <laughs> so eventually I stopped that uh, after I did that for a few months I would say like six seven eight months maybe in a row uh, and then I just said okay I need to slow down because my clothes weren't fitting me anymore my jackets really? yeah my jackets wow. my tops my trousers and I was like I don't want to be like this and the, the the things like I was having fun I was I'm not a competitive person but I was super competitive with myself and right. I couldn't be competitive in th in that environment because it was just like 
five or six men and myself. Right. <laughs> so I couldn't compete with them, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, I, but I got very competitive with me, and I was just like, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna do it. I, I I'll, I'm gonna reach that target and blah blah blah. And uh, yeah, it's just mental. So. And all that time you were, like, that's when you first got introduced to the healthier ways of eating through your friend. While you're doing the training, you're you're eating healthy, you're cooking your own stuff all the time as well, and you're yeah. stopping all the junk food? Yeah, well, yes, and, and I'm very lucky because growing up in Portugal, we have the habit of cooking from scratch in the house, like... We don't we don't buy it from the supermarket like frozen food mm-hmm. or or pre-made food or what's the name? Uh, yeah, uh, pre-cooked yeah, pre- pre-made meals or pre-cooked yeah. or any of that kind of we stuff. We don't we don't do that. Well, some people might do, but it's not the tradition. It's very rare over there. Very rare. Like it, in general, in, in Latin countries, it's kind of like it's not uh, in general. That's one thing that my friends in Ireland find hilarious is that like Deliveroo is not really a thing in Portugal, is it? No. Just, just, I, just takeaway isn't a thing. I don't think there there is even Deliveroo in Portugal. I think the closest thing that we have is Uber Eats. Yeah, there is a bit of Uber Eats, all right, yeah. but it's even even at that, it's a bit... We remember one night we ordered McDonald's over there and it yeah. was a disaster. <laughs> it was a disaster. Because <laughs> they didn't know what they were doing or the way. It was just like, yeah, but that, there's, there's no that, takeaway culture. No, there's not takeaway culture. And everybody cooks. Everybody cooks. Everybody knows how to cook. And uh, in always fresh ingredients. And I remember since I was little that I would always have all the meals. Like I would have soup for lunch and soup for dinner, plus a main fish or meat or eggs, and plus a, a piece of fruit. That was oh, the dessert. Got, wow. so the three courses you would have at lunch and dinner, and then you'd have breakfast and you'd have a snack in the afternoon as yeah, well. Your mom still does that now. When yeah, we're my parents. She always they, offers me soup. Before. Yeah, my parents, they always do that. They have soup, a main, and dessert or fruit. So, wow. so that so I'm, I'm I was very lucky in that sense because I I've learned all that. So I was cooking for me at the time, yeah, with fresh food and uh, like good quality, lots and of fish, lots of fish, good quality fish. In Portugal, yeah, lots of fish. Yeah, it is, and fruit and vegetables as well. I found it very hard when I moved to London. Um, the freshness of the fruit, like the fruit over there, would taste would have less taste, and mm. I think. Portugal, maybe because we are a little bit like in the corner of Europe, uh, that um, like we still have very good quality products. Mm. Very like our agriculture is it's very good. It's mm. not that contaminated. Mm. So and yeah, it doesn't, and it's not that mass produced either. No, it's not that mass produced either. Because the population is still small enough, and still the the seems a little. I hate the term because it's a cool term in the cooking world now, but like farm to table. But like, you know, that's just the way it's always been, you know. Yeah, it's exactly. It's part of the culture and a lot of people have their own farms and a lot of people do their own uh, their own agriculture. So, so that yeah, that's the culture over there. You had a great ambition to go and to be working those hours in a restaurant and keeping, uh, well, changing your lifestyle. Excuse me, I'm going to burp coffee. <laughs> changing your lifestyle to... Um, a healthier one eating differently cooking all the time and then be working all those hours save all that money and go off to another country on your own in london to go and study in this college and uh, it was a tough first year for you wasn't it oh yeah it was crazy so i was just yeah as you said i've saved the money and i went just with the not with a backpack with big luggage but (laughs) (laughs) but i moved and i really wanted to do the course and i remember that like my english wasn't that good it's still not very good, but <laughs> I think I can manage. But um, 
But I remember, especially with the accent as well, because in Portugal, we listen everything in the original version with subtitles. So, And we learn English in school as well, but it's a very American way. Yes. Yeah. So I struggle with the accent and sometimes with my teachers in class. And it's like a very technical language mm. as well. I, I, my first year was biomedicine. So yeah, I was lots of science. A lot of science. And I'm like... I came from arts, you know, like that's what I did in high school and that's what I've worked for a while. I have a degree in interior design. So that kind of biology thing for me was like, whoa, what's that? And what are those names? Like I remember, <laughs> actually, this is <laughs> this is true. Constipation. Uh, <laughs> constipation in English means that you can't go to the toilet, right? Yeah. But in Portuguese, it means you have a flu. So <laughs> imagine my first few classes when teachers were speaking and were talking about constipation. I was like, what is that constipation has to do with poo? Like, <laughs> so I was completely pooey. Huh? Exactly. So I remember a few times the first weeks of classes, I would call my mom crying like, what did I, what have I done? Like, I don't understand what they're saying. I failed so many exams and it was really tough because I was, I, I also went to work in a restaurant over there. So I was working mad hours learning a new language and studying at the same time so that was really really tough but it was totally worth it you got there in the end yeah and speaking of the constipation side of things right and going back to the holistic <laughs> point of view <laughs> you can't laugh because you have to talk about it as well is the reality of it is that and people don't your clients don't seem to like to talk about it, or people in general like i because i was a client of yours on your on your course um you have to talk about poo don't you yeah, you do. Why is that? <laughs> well, uh, the poo is super important. You you have. <laughs> I know, especially for Irish people, you guys get really awkward uh, about geez, poo. No, we wouldn't be talking about things coming out of the Well, think. we talk about poo in my in my family's table at dinner, for example. We do talk. About we that's love a very to talk about poo. I don't know if it's Portuguese thing or it's just my family, but mm, like. yeah, I, I don't know. Talking about, but my mom says in Argentina it's the same. But you, you, I mean, your family are special in it. It's like <laughs> I'd be sitting in the living room watching television, going, "Where's everybody gone? It doesn't seem to be anybody here." <laughs> I think I'll go use the toilet now, walk into the toilet, and there's a family meeting in there. <laughs> Daddy is on the toilet having a poo. It's not true. Mummy, mummy is doing the laundry. One sister is in the shower, while the other two sisters are arguing over whose bra is who. Like, <laughs> not like that. And your dad's going, look at this one, girls. This is a great one. <laughs> It's not but like you do that. talk about poo, though. We do talk about poo, and we and do, do have family meetings. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, you do have family in the meetings, toilet. Exactly. <laughs> not, <laughs> not exactly like that. It's usually, just women there. My dad it's eventually weird. will just be, open the door to say something. Oh, <laughs> just add, <laughs> just, just add, add a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I grew in a house full of women. It's just my dad and the four of us. So. Uh, poor dad St. George <laughs> yeah and he was still delighted to know when I was uh, to, to know when I was pregnant and it was a girl I thought he wanted a boy oh. and when I told him it was a girl he was like oh I'm delighted I wouldn't know I what to do with a boy he, he was delighted to know when I had a poo <laughs> <laughs> he was also delighted to know when I had poos when I was younger I actually was very constipated but uh, that's nutrition. true actually you were for years you yeah. were really constipated and when I changed my diet uh, I no longer had that problem I used to go Two, three times. I still go two, three times to the toilet. <laughs> Not see, this is like, see, now you're getting nervy talking about it as well. But this is part of what you have to talk about in nutrition is your poo. Yes. And you're supposed to be going three times a day for a poo, aren't you? It, uh, yeah, maximum, maximum of three times Max. a day. 
But um, yeah, and and poo, it's important. Why? Because I went three times this morning because of the spice bag. Exactly, (laughs) it's not really a healthy poo, because (laughs) like the texture of the poo, the smell, the color, uh, you can see, you you can tell a lot of about a a person's um, state of health through the poo. So we have a few tools as uh, naturopathic <laughs> nutritionists that... These tools or tools, sorry. Tools, yeah, tools. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that we can see uh, the state of, of health of, some, of people. Like we can see through the nails, through oh. the tongue, through the poo, and through the eyes as well. So. Oh, it, the, um, the reds of the eyes there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the ah. redness of the eyes. If you have white spots on your nails... What does that mean again? Usually it's a lack of some minerals... Um, and the poo can say if you're like if you're dehydrated, if you're absorbing well nutrients, because you can be you can be eating super healthy, but if you have problems like leaky gut, for example, mm-hmm. you're not absorbing any nutrients, and it's like, and you're getting sick as well, and you don't understand like, but I'm healthy, why am I getting sick? Like I don't understand. It's like you're not right. absorbing properly. So 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 I presume that's because damage has already been done to the gut. That it's not necessary, even if you're eating healthy for a bit, you need to get rid of a little bit of damage so that you can absorb the nutrients? You need to treat the gut, basically. You need okay. to get rid of some, th- some, some things in your diet and add other things. So how do you do it? Yeah, come on, how do you do it? So that? for example, if you have leaky gut, which is the gut has walls, and if you damage the walls of the gut, I'm just going to speak in a very basic language, again, so everybody understands, um, those walls prevent the big proteins to go back into your blood system and to cause allergic reactions and all sorts of problems. But when you damage those walls, for many reasons you can damage those. And most of people, I can say, all, like 90%, not 90%, but like 80% of people probably will, is suffering at some point in their lives with leaky gut. Stress is one of the main uh, uh, problems as well that helps to, to those walls to get damaged. So those walls that usually they don't let things pass, they just open up gaps in between and they just start food, undigested food, go back into the bloodstream and that just causes lots of problems and you don't absorb things well. So uh, no like matter what, what... sorts of problems can that cause? Just allergies, mainly right. allergies. Um, so therefore... And, 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 then, and then because you're not absorbing, absorbing the nutrients, you're going to be deficient in some nutrients that are important for you for your health so that can cause other problems as well so how do you heal the walls so you you have some nutrients that you can like again there's no recipe straight recipe for this so i'm not going to give you i I know there's a few uh for example glutamine is super important to help with the walls of the gut i'm not going to tell you exactly what to do because it depends on On the the individual on the individual it's a very specific thing what kind of things can you tell from the poo? What kind of when you're when you when you're talking about the texture of the poo, you ain't going touching poo, are you? No, but so I have a chart and uh, and people <laughs> with chart. pictures exactly with pictures of wow. poos and um, I haven't seen this. <laughs> <laughs> you did when I did the consultation with you. I showed you the chart. Oh, did you? I, I don't, don't remember. remember. <laughs> and you just need to tell me what your poo looks like. Right. So if your poo is floating, there's a problem there. If it's super cracked, it's probably you're dehydrated. If you're having diarrhea, it's not good either. So there's lots of ways. What does floating poo mean? It can be that uh, it depends on the color as well, but it can be like lack of bile. You're not digesting fats properly. Um, and uh, yeah. There's loads of loads of reasons for 
for that. And the smell as well, it's super important. If you super smell, you're not doing something right. Sometimes people who eat really, really healthy have really smelly poos. Well, poos are supposed to smell bad because they're mm. like all the waste of your body to mm. go and it's rotten inside. But they're healthy. Maybe they're not pooing every time. They're probably not. Uh, they are dehydrated, very likely. Um, How much water? Are like, uh, is it different for every person? But generally, you should be drinking a lot of water a day, shouldn't we? Well, depends. Again, like if you're a super active person, you probably need right. more water. If you're living in a warmer country and you're sweating more, you probably need to drink more water. Uh, but I would say roughly, I don't know, two liters of water. Okay. Maybe it's like in one a and a half. For I- Irish weather, that's loads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for Irish uh, Irish weather, it's loads, but also like if you're eating the kind of food that you, like people usually eat here, which is loads of fried food and lots of uh, crisps and stuff like that, like you should be drinking way more water to help the toxins to to flush them out. Basically, okay. okay. Water is a, a thing that we um, tend to <laughs> forget about. I think a lot because you were saying even like I was saying the other day, I was getting, being very vain. I had a vain moment in the mirror when I had to go take some photos for something. And I was like, I've got bags in my eyes. I need to do that cucumber thing. Where do you get those cucumbers or whatever? And you were like, just drink water, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and it did work. My face looked a lot better when I was just drinking water, drinking a lot more water. Um, in terms of, obviously, you've had a, a baby in the last um, year and eight months ago. You had a baby and you were going through the pregnancy up and uh, for the nine months previous to that you know you everyone goes through their own struggles in pregnancy it's not an easy thing but um there's a lot to think about in 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 terms of that isn't there when you're going through a pregnancy in terms of nutrition there's loads of things that you had to consider wasn't there uh yeah so for me it was really tough because although i was doing i was doing my course at that time and i was getting all the information and i knew exactly what i should be doing i wasn't able to do any of it and i was feeling guilty about it (laughs) because for the first three four months i was just vomiting constantly i couldn't even like i couldn't even tolerate your smell remember you used my smell you used to come from the russians like you smell like garlic just (laughs) (laughs) i do remember that i came home one day i didn't smell of garlic it wasn't it wasn't one home one night it was like plenty of no no but I i remember one specific night i came home and you were literally asleep and i came into the house opened the front door and because I came home in the early hours and you're like, oh, you smell like garlic. I just I hadn't even closed the front door yet. <laughs> she was asleep in bed and you were beauty. But that's so, part of the part of the, the pregnancy sensitivity. It's all the, it's all the hormones yeah, and everything. Hormones. It, cha- it changes everything. So yeah. basically, yeah, I was super sensitive to smell. Oops. One, so we've had a technical issue here. One second. <laughs> I was just, uh, I think we're back on here. <laughs> kicks the earphones out there sorry yeah um hormones so <laughs> all the hormones and everything just makes you super sensitive to everything so i was just like i love broccoli and i couldn't even hear the name of broccoli i'll be like whoa god this is horrible and i just wanted to eat dry stuff and like bread all the time and rice white rice like very specific things and i remember that i was craving a lot of meat so probably i was really low uh, had really low levels of levels of iron as well so and it's funny because your body is actually uh, asking for those nutrients what you're craving it's what you're lacking of right. most of the times 
the nauseous thing it's just like oh god it's horrible so i was feeling guilty because i was like the first th uh, three months are the most important ones and i'm just like eating Ugh, i'm not eating <laughs> well enough i so thought it was funny though to be because you were like the most healthy eating person i'd ever met in my life and then all of a sudden i had to bring you to a chipper <laughs> <laughs> you needed chips <laughs> uh, yeah. well it's not that i don't think there's any nutrient there <laughs> my body was lacking <laughs> i think i was just nauseous and i wanted to eat anything yeah um, um, yeah, it was really tough. So, uh, regards nutrition. Regards nutrition. Um, when you're pregnant, you need to you need to make sure that you have uh, enough of the good stuff, and try to avoid all the sugarness and all that all the crappy stuff because you're making a whole new life inside you, and it's that's that's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> Do you remember? I remember you. Ha we had a, a nice uh, dessert once in our in that amazing restaurant that we love to have lunch in. And the baby starts going mad inside because when you give it sugar, yeah. you literally just start kicking more and stuff yeah, like that. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember when we went to the hospital one day and we went for a scan, the baby was asleep and, and oh, she yeah, wouldn't yeah. move. And the doctor said, just go and eat some chocolate. Or so so what, what was happening there in the scan, they couldn't see the baby in the ultrasound because the baby was asleep. And, it was and she wouldn't move and it was backwards and they couldn't get the baby <coughs> to move. So what they did was they sent you away. To, to have some chocolate to wake up the baby with the sugar rush and uh, for the baby to move. And sure enough, you come back and on the scan, the baby's doing the macarena. <laughs> 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 uh, it yeah. is crazy because that, because that literally shows you literally what happens when you're putting stuff into your body. Yeah, um, exactly. The reactions of it. Yeah. And you like eliminating alcohol, all that kind of stuff, drugs, obviously, and smoking. But well, smoking is something that you need to see with your doctor, because if you're a heavy smoker and you're going to stop suddenly, it can cause more stress and more health problems than just reducing, for example. And uh, and that's it. Like, yeah, you need to be you need to be healthy. Uh, what health problems can it cause st stopping smoking immediately? Well, for example, when I stopped smoking, I got a, a pneumonia. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, you can your body can get into shock because it's it's, it's detoxifying from something that if you're a heavy smoker, um, it can like your body can get into sh kind of a shock and mm. just getting I don't know some infection or yeah. because your immune system is really low as well. Yeah, and, and it's been covered up with <coughs> the tire or whatever like that exactly, as well. Yeah. Exactly. Genie Mac. And our, um, I think it's quite <coughs> common now, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but the, I mean, I suppose there's a lot of fads out there now at the moment, and there's a lot of, it's kind of cool to be healthy a little bit now, isn't it? Would you say that? Yeah, I think it's a trend almost now, but at least it's a good trend, I would say. I, I just think that it's a bit, uh, people don't get enough information or don't get the right information. So they're doing stupid stuff. They don't get the full picture. Exactly. They just think that just, oh, I'm just going to drink green smoothies and I'm going to be healthy. Yeah. Um, and it's not, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. And our daughter is, I was going to, I don't think she's that unusual, maybe now, but like she's never really had sugar, has she? No. She, she's nearly two. Yeah, no, not, not the refined sugar. Like she might have had some like muffins or stuff like, but homemade stuff that. Yeah. Not also, really. like they're made with what were you, gluten free muffins you made the other day, yeah, I've stuff like that. I'd, yeah, flourless, yeah, and uh, yeah, so I they're try. really good. That was what's the ingredients? So, Inej made this amazing, I would describe it most as I've had it in London, um, and uh, they uh, the Jamaican lads used to always make like a proper banana cake, and it kind of tastes 
a little bit like that banana cake but there's no flour in it or anything it's amazing no it's like it's not my recipe i just googled it and i found it and i found it's amazing because it's easy as well uh it's just eggs um almond butter they actually say peanut butter but i'm not a fan of peanut butter so i go for almond butter because because peanuts are not a nut they are a legume <laughs> Ah, there so, you go. And, and as Google, a legume, Google legume, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They actually uh, contain a substance, a nutrient that uh, it might, um, how do I say this in a very easy way, it might um, not let you absorb uh, some other nutrients from other foods. Right. So, uh, so peanuts, I leave them like, on the shelf for a very <laughs> odd occasion that you might want to have them. But usually I, I prefer to do almond butter, cashew nutter, um, any other nut. And um, you make amazing almond butter. And you actually made some today, didn't you? I did. Yeah. It's um, very easy. It's so easy. So easy. Well, how do you make it? Tell them. So you just you just roast very lightly roast the almonds. You can't the burn oven. them. Just in the oven for like a minute or so. Very just just to let the oil come out a little bit. But you don't you don't really want to cook or burn that. And then you just put in a food processor. I like to put a pinch of salt, very tiny bit, and just blend it. And you just until. Until it turns into and butter. Exactly. It's amazing. I highly recommend. So sorry, I cut you off on the banana recipe, but it was it was almond butter, eggs. Uh, bananas. Bananas. Um, a bit of honey. You can add a vanilla vanilla extract. I don't usually don't use that. And you just blitz it all in the food processor? Yeah. Okay, and, and that's it. And, and then put it in the it. oven? Yeah, exactly. Wow. We're going to post some of these recipes up on the, on the Instagram afterwards. Um and what else yeah so do you take into consideration being a mother who is very conscious of nutrition on exactly what your daughter is eating or um do you you know sometimes if you think your daughter is deficient in something or she's not feeling well about something you know do you do you give her what you think she needs or do you give her you know what is standard eating and is healthy or what way do you think about it no so basically i do a lot of experiments with her <laughs> so she had a, a skin issue. <laughs> That's well, right. Yes, she had a skin rash, bad thing, and she was getting uh, sick quite a lot. Not quite a lot, but uh, for me, I, I thought like this is not normal. Although I went to the GP a few times, and they would say like, <laughs> "Oh, that's would, normal. It's I winter hear some more time." Antibiotics. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, once, once one of the doctors said, "Oh, she has some viral infection. Just give her antibiotics." I'm like. Uh, antibiotics is for bacteria, not for uh, for virus. So what are you saying? Yeah, duh. Even I know that from earlier <laughs> on in the podcast. <laughs> no, so I. Uh, but so I do a lot of experiments with her. So I did. I changed her diet when when she was getting all the flu and all that kind of stuff. Um, I I cut a few things from her diet for a period of time until she would get better. I helped her with her skin. <coughs> sorry skin rash i've i've changed a few things in her diet as well and i add other stuff to help her to get better and sometimes it's a process of elimination isn't it to kind of work out what exactly is reacting yeah to. exactly you, you remember that time she had the cold and you just stopped giving her bananas and it stopped yeah well the runny nose anyway yeah yeah because yeah there's a few foods that that can uh, produce like some reactions in your body and they can help if you don't have if you don't have any problem it's fine for you to eat them but if you if you're already with a cold or if you're already with some mucus they can thicken the mucus or they can help to produce more mucus right. so you're better off eliminating those for a period of time until you get better and then you can introduce reintroduce them again okay 
So nothing is forever, which is, again, back to the diet thing. Well, it depends on certain people's conditions. Right. Sorry. So, and again, it's it's very, it's, it's a very individual thing. But I so. suppose things are movable is, is, is the thing you kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You, you can always, like, I always go for the elimination diet first, see what's going on, what is causing what. If I think it's coming from food, obviously, because it can be other factors. Mm. And you just reintroduce again and again and see what's happening. And with time, you need, you need to, ha- to be very patient. People, I think that's the problem as well with people these days. They want quick fix. Mm-hmm. And that's why medication is so easy because you have a headache, you just take a pill and that's mm. it. You have a, a ear somewhere and just take a pill. And because people actually don't have the time to be ill. Mm. But... Uh, but if if you get ill seriously, you will need to have the time to take care of yourself. So that's a crazy thing when you think of people don't have the time to be ill. That's they think they don't have the time when mm. they get ill because they have their jobs, they ha- their life can't stop. Blah blah mm. blah. Uh, but in the end, <laughs> if you get cancer or something like that, you really need to stop your life and you really need to do serious changes. Then you need to find the time to be ill. So you're better off to prevent and treat your take care of yourself instead of just quick fixing mm. what do you think so like uh <laughs> like i struggle with it all the time right so you see me from a close point of view what do you think are the main uh things that i'm doing wrong that are making my health <laughs> bad like <laughs> stop like, laughing so hard <laughs> um, uh, part of the spice bag last night for example yeah. or spice box spice box <laughs> do you know what <laughs> you're gonna laugh at this but yeah <laughs> They asked me, would you like vegetables? <laughs> I said, yeah, my girlfriend would be very proud of me. <laughs> what, fried vegetables? Eat fried vegetables. Probably, I don't know no? what. There was like it was weird strips of carrots and peppers and onions and all that. And mm. yeah, I'm still suffering even now from having had it yeah. last night. Um, so you, I think you eat too much junk food and you don't mm. drink an, a lot of water. And uh, this is also coming from let's. Let's be uh, let's be honest. I don't act, I don't drink a lot of alcohol, for example, which is no, very un-Irish of me. Yeah, but that's I, I'm true. not I'm not a big drinker, and I don't smoke. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the really bad stuff you don't. Really I don't do. do drugs. But to be honest, like today, these days, junk food like the the vegetable oils oh, from all the frying thing that you eat, they mm. are like terrible. They are really bad for your health, and mm. it's been proven more and more and more that that kind of stuff and all the sugar. So. Sugar and vegetable oils, refined sugar, I would say that they were the big killers. Um, they are responsible for a lot of big diseases like cancer and etc. etc. So it's it's not. There was a survey in the Guardian uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, maybe, that said more people are dying today because of diet than because of tobacco. Yeah. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. It is crazy. It is, and it's uh, people are. I th- I think the ratio now from people that are dying from malnutrition or overweight problems, it's higher. The overweight, like we are overeating, we are overconsuming. Yeah, there's there's more people dying because they're overweight than because they're starving. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It is the the tables have turned and all that kind of stuff. It's exactly. crazy. Yeah. Remember, I tried the um, <laughs> the juice detox last winter. Yeah, but there was uh, <laughs> there was a bad experience, but it because was it was experience. winter time, yeah. and you were going through a lot of changes in your life, and we didn't like I didn't ha- have that in consideration. I think like I just had a baby. You kind of sent me into the trenches there, like you know, <laughs> taking grenades. To be honest with you, 
think I wasn't still very good. Uh, <laughs> like I just had a baby three months ago or whatever it was. Three months before that, yeah. Yeah, and uh, just for those of you who don't know, like basically what happened, I decided it was a good idea to do a juice detox. You know, good for me health and all that kind of stuff. And it was the time that in Dublin, uh, and we weren't even in this house long. We were in Dublin and we got snowed in. Everybody got snowed in for it was pretty bad for a good week at least, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. And uh, Muggins here went on a juice diet where I ate no food and just ate or just had loads of green juices, which you did. Yeah, you changed them up, but there were different types of one. But essentially, they were kind of green juices, weren't they? Smoothies, kind of. Yeah, they were. And I uh, look. I'm going to be honest here. I was crying on the last day, wasn't I? Yeah, and you didn't finish so it, and we we stopped at uh, we stopped at some point. We we're like, okay, this three is and a half days, or maybe four days. I think it was, was three and a half days, and we just like, no, let's stop this. This is not right. And then I was because like, the yeah. depression that like, the depression that I went into was massive. But also because we weren't expecting that weather, there was the storm that suddenly came. So it, the weather wasn't the weather wasn't that bad, and usually you shouldn't be doing any detox like that in winter time yeah. <laughs> you should be doing that spring time spring that or is autumn that, that is a thing that i've heard someone say before like we are supposed to kind of assume like all the animals hibernate in winter why are we still running around like mad things like when it's like cold and wet and dark outside we should be kind of stocking up yeah. resting and but if you if you if you see in some cultures that's kind of what they do yes they, yeah like the I nordic think, countries yeah and, yeah. and 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 because it's the, and you see the light like the days get shorter you have way more darkness people go home earlier and they should slow down and they should like uh, save energies more but Not do stupid juice diets <laughs> uh, i'll do it again i'll do it again Ines, it's been wonderful having you on thank did you enjoy you so much. it is your first time doing a podcast it is i was a bit nervous i confess <laughs> <laughs> you were amazing fun. thank you very much and for having I me i think there's loads of room you'll definitely be back again there's loads of room um to keep the conversation going on so many because we only kind of touched on everything a little bit but um yeah we'll definitely come back to it again yeah maybe we can look into a way of doing like uh, like a, an organic based spice bag maybe the <laughs> maybe that's the solution um thank you so much thank you thank you so much for having me this was super fun sleep well planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.